This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party because a Cali Gold party don't stop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dogg. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. To Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Weeknight 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. And how about this? It's Super Week. Super Bowl 57 is on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. We have an entire week of football conversation, Abdallah, for us to preview this excellent matchup between two of the best teams in the NFL who found their way to the Super Bowl in Arizona this weekend on Sunday. I can't wait. Uh, a full week of shows. Really excited for it. Yeah, Chris, that's all well and yep. good. But you know what week this really is, right? Hmm. We started this last year. What? This is the best week of the year. I know because of football. It's There's... soup week. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, it's okay. super oh, week. All right. If, it's if soup week. Well, it... it's a week of soups. Five days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Soups. Every night of the week, a different soup. Where's he going to get the soup from this week? Will <laughs> no, it be? Will no it one's be, saying that. No will one it be cares. cereal? Will it be ramen? What will it be? Will he try to get some fake soup by us and call it soup when it's not really soup like cereal? I don't know. But guess what, Chris? What? Soup week has returned! Okay, all right, all right, all right. If you're going to do this bit, can you jazz it up a little bit? I mean, it was kind of lazy last year. Well, I, I, No lazy okay. soups this well, year. Well, the problem was, Chris, I'm here. We're doing the show. I want hot, fresh soup. Potbelly's well, is right next door. Okay, Chick-fil-A's across the sure. street. Well, that's, that's really that's it. not exciting. Get, that's the only soup I can get. Get some fancy soups. I need. I We're need, in a great world class city with world class restaurants. You can't get any fancy soups. I need a budget for soup. Then I feel like if okay. we're gonna do this, I feel like one, we should have partnership. Two, I should be getting a budget for soup. If we're gonna do this every night, I need a soup budget. I can't be. I can't be spent. I got kids. I got a kid. Okay. I got diapers to. I got formula. You're, you're I got also, clothes. You're eating it though, so you're getting a dinner. No, I'm getting a soup. Soup's not a meal. No, okay. Well, I'm not going down that path with what you. What do you mean? All right, so soup's so not a meal. You, you want a budget? I want a budget. I want. <laughs> okay. I want. I want ten. Do you to get fi- to call the shots like that around here? No, I said I want a budget. Doesn't mean I'm going to get a budget. I have to oh, ask okay. the hires up. Okay. Uh, I, I want. A, I would like ten to fifteen dollars a night for soup because I got to get a it fancy deli- soup. I can't. I got to get it delivered. Well, I, okay, all right. If I can go during, in between Carmen and Yurko and the show, I will go walk over to wherever it is no, go and now. get my soup. No, we'll no, no, good. I'm not, what, are you going to talk, your, about, you gonna talk about the Grizzlies or something? Yeah, go Because if you're going to do a sub stack, if you're going to do a sub stack, I'll leave. You're good. Enjoy. When, when are you talking Kyrie? Because <laughs> I can leave during then. So you, do you have some soups that you have to I mind? I do, I do. Okay, so my favorite soup in the city of Chicago okay. is the crab bisque. From Joe's, you can walk there. I can walk there. Sure, but that's a ten. That's a twelve dollars soup. Yeah, it's good. No, I'm just. I'm. I mean, what? That's a twelve dollars. Have soup. you asked Danny about this? No, I would like to. Okay, let's let's bring him on. Director of content here at ESPN One Thousand, Danny Zetterman. Uh, Danny, you're on the line. Uh, Abdal would like a budget for his fancy soups. What do you think? Hi, Danny. 
Hi, Black and Abdallah. I should have known when uh, Nick asked me to come on tonight that Abdallah was going to want something. I don't think I've seen Abdallah in 2023 where he hasn't asked for something. Shockingly, he wants a budget. Now. I gave you money today for, for the kids, for the sick kids. But now yes, I need a soup bu- but now I need a soup budget. That doesn't come from you. This comes from the company. You just have to approve ten to fifteen dollars a day so I can eat soup on the show. What happened to like ramen and oodles of noodles? We all lived on that in school. Chunky. That's not chunky. soup. Fit for a meal that you eat with a fork. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but that's gross. They sell that at Walgreens right there. Yeah, but don't you think like come on, we we I went Chick-fil-A and Potbelly's last year. I want good soups. I feel like I feel like this show deserves the small ask of like six, fancy soups. sixty dollars for the week of soup. Sixty dollars. What? What? A, sixty dollars for soup for all five days, not a day. But how do you sixty dollars for? So what are you spending twelve dollars a day on soup? That's what you well, want to I mean, do you want me? Am I getting permission to leave the show to go get the soup? Yes. No. See, no. Of course not. So I, I have mean, to you get can leave the show to get the soup, and then we're going to start calling the show Black. So I have to get oh, Black and Aki. Uh, so then I have a, I, but then, but then I have to get it delivered. I got to pay delivery fees and tips and everything. What about Chris? Does Chris Fine. get any soup, Fine. or does he Fine. just 50, eat the crackers? Fifty bucks. He doesn't like soup. Fifty bucks. <laughs> Fifty bucks for the week. That's ten dollars a day for soup. All right, I'm going to give you fifty dollars a week, right. so you could have soup uh, or for the week. Soup. Yeah. No, I'm not giving you fifty dollars a day. Don't yeah. be crazy. No, no, no. For I the week. For the week. Every day. For the week. For yes. one week. Yes, I will give you fifty dollars. Okay. For super week. Thank for you. Super week. All right. That's Thank you. Excellent, Danny. We appreciate it. Also, uh, no, I've got one more question for Danny. Do you want to run one more? Budget I got one more. One more budget him? thing, past you, Danny. Is this okay? Can I ask you for one more thing? Oh no. Now sure. you are you are director of content. You love content. You've got buckets that you think we should we should put topics into fun Just buckets, edgy you're, buckets. You're Did you see up. the picture of Tom Brady in his underwear today? Yes, and I'm hoping that you or Black reenact that this evening. Okay, well, no, maybe Chris will. I've been. I've. I'm a dad now. I. I my body's not ready for that. But dad bod, it's in now. But my question is. As the show that is known for trying things, various Mountain Dews, I've eaten worms, we've tried various McDonald's items, all the things. Could we purchase two pairs of Brady Boxer briefs to do a review of them on the air? How much are Brady's box? They got to be like eighty bucks a pair. No, they're, no, they're, they're like 20, 20, 20 a bucks a pair plus shipping and handling. Pair. Or, or we could do five for eighty-five. We could do five for eighty-five five and outfit 85. a few people from the station. Yeah, but they, they've got a thing. They're twenty bucks a pair if we want to do uh, two pairs, so that'd be forty plus shipping and handling. <laughs> but that's expensive underwear, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Tom Brady. We need two pairs. Can't you buy one pair? You wear them for a little while, wash, and then flip them inside out. Why wash them? We'll just flip it inside out. Like they wouldn't be the first time you guys did that. No, they would be. (laughs) They've got various colors. They've got various. Okay, so we could get heather crimson. We could get uh, what's this color? There's uh, ink. There's Brady Blue, which is pretty much sold out unless Chris wears a small. Uh, there's Glacier, which we'll is just medium. known as white. Go with a medium. There's uh, Storm, which is just known as like slate gray. There's Light Blue, which he calls Cerulean. I don't know what that means. That sounds weird. And there's Light Gray, which he calls Fog. I think this All is right, a good bet. One pair of Brady underwear. One pair? One pair. Hey, that's pretty good. What do you mean? How are we both supposed to review this? My boys are different than his boys. 
fifty dollars of soup and one pair. Of, I feel like it's only fair. You're going to eat the soup. Chris gets nothing, so Chris gets the boxer brief. Boom. Forty dollars of soup, two pairs of underwear. Forty dollars of soup, two pairs of underwear. All right, deal. Bang. All right. See? Thank Negotiations. You, Danny. Have a great negotiation night. tactics. I we'll love it. S- we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Danny. Love. Peace and There's love. Danny Zerman, director of content here at ESPN 1000. He, he just left the office, and you're bothering him with budget issues. Well, I mean, what better place to soups. do it than, than now, right? So now tonight you need to figure out where you're getting your soup from well, since what, it's super I think weak. we need to order the underwear first. So what, we got to figure out the colors, the well, sizes. I want, I want the Brady Blue. No, you can't. It's sold out. Oh, really? Immediately? The only, they only have a small, unless you think you can squeeze your no, boys into no, a small. I don't, don't want to. I, I put on a little <laughs> couple pounds over the winter. No, no, no. We got to. Maybe the medium. red is the uh, Heather Crimson for you. I'll, I'll, was that what I'll he was wearing that. today? What color was he wearing today? I don't, like a beige. It was. It? There's no beige on here. Why was he cupping there? What was well, going on Well, he's covering there? up. He doesn't want his little. He doesn't want his little. <laughs> Old peep. Tommy? He doesn't want his little. Little Gronk hanging hello. out? Hello. <laughs> He doesn't want the little bell and whistle out good there. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. He doesn't hey. want... Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. <laughs> I mean, because you know how people people Photoshop? You ever seen the guys. Photoshops of, like, guys in, like, really oversized big coats? Yeah. And, like, it's clearly Photoshops? Sure. People don't want to Photoshop him the opposite way. Make it smaller. Make it really small. A little small. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. You're right, the picture of Tom Brady that I saw online earlier today, that's a weird photo, man. It doesn't look real. His face, his body and face look extremely photoshopped. Good morning, guys. Really strange photo. I ordered the boxers. They're and then in... he's cupping down below. The boxers, he's covering. I don't know if he's cupping. Ah, he's got, there's a little... Uh, he's cupping. The, uh, he's cupping it. The boxers have been ordered. Did you really? That's what you uh, spent your time during the break? You ordered the bo- boxers? What am I supposed to be doing? The briefs? What They're am I good? supposed to be doing? We got the okay. All right, cool. So, Danny, if you're listening, 4410. I'll <laughs> so be went, expensing $44.10. over the budget? <laughs> no, I said $40 plus shipping and handling. Shipping and shipping was free. It's the estimated taxes, my friend. Okay, all right. So you went over. I didn't go over. I said forty plus shipping. Well, he and said forty. Forty is the number. I'll pay the extra four bucks. My God. Plus, it's not even his money. It's the company's. Mo- I mean, it's his money, but still. <laughs> Brad in Bloomington, Bloomingdale. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brad? Hey, not too much, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. What's up? Hey, I, listening to your show, man, I love your guys' show. It's just it's a great time to listen to. Thanks, man. I wanted to call and give you guys a recommendation since you guys are talking about soup. Sure. I suggest the it's a corner store in downtown Edison Park called Soups and Scoops. Okay. They, Soups and they Scoops. Actually, the owner opened up their shop be, uh, based off of the, the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Hmm. Okay. So they they make all different types of soup every single day, and I think you guys would love it. That sounds great. Hmm. Thanks for the hmm. recommendation, Brad. Okay. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Boom. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. There you go. Brad in Bloomingdale. All right. Here on ESPN 1000. I saw this earlier today on ESPN.com. A new mock draft, uh, which comes from Matt Miller. He's been on the show before. He's really good at scouting the NFL 
and uh, all the different players from college heading into the league and trying to figure out how the rounds will go. And uh, when we look at the Bears drafting number one, the one thing that we've all discussed is we all kind of expect the Bears to move out of that number one spot with that pick to get more draft assets. And that's how Matt Miller starts his mock draft is he has the Bears trading with the Colts. Thus, the Bears move back to number four, and the Colts take the number one pick, and they select Bryce Young. So Bryce Young would be the quarterback to go first to the Colts. They'll have their franchise quarterback. The Texans select second. Will Levis goes to the Texans, the quarterback from Kentucky. And then number three, Arizona, they select Will Anderson, the defensive end from Alabama. The Bears at four, they take Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. So from a lot of the conversations we've had since the end of the Bears season, if the Bears wind up with Carter fourth because they moved back with a trade with the Colts to get more assets and they still get Carter as a top four player, I would be thrilled with that. I think that that would be pretty good. This to me seems like the most likely outcome, right? Like trading back to number two seems lofty to me because, again, I would love it to happen, but the problem is the Texans know you're not taking a quarterback, so why would they trade with you? So the only teams you could trade with are the Colts and, let's say, the Panthers, right? What I would hope would happen is that you would trade with the Colts and then you would – so let's look at these teams. Are the Seahawks sold on Geno? Like, do we think they're going to move forward with Geno Smith this year? They might. Are the Lions sold on Jared Goff? Mm, No, probably not. Are the Raiders, who are now, right as of right now, Derek Carr is looking for a trade, are are they willing to sign someone or trade for, like, Aaron Rodgers or sign, you know, someone that's uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo, or will they look to draft someone? I think the Raiders could get jumpy. The, Ra- the Raiders could be a team looking to move up. Because I would like, quarterback. with C.J. Stroud still on the board and presumably being taken by the Panthers, I would do everything if I was Ryan Poles to call the Panthers and say, hey, Seattle wants a quarterback. They're going to take C.J. Stroud. Hey, we heard the Falcons might take C.J. Stroud. We heard the Raiders might take your guy. Because I would want one of those teams to possibly want that fourth pick. So then you move back again and require acquire even more picks. I think that's less likely to happen. The most likely outcome is the one that Matt Miller laid out here, where you just trade back once, you get the Colts pick, you get a second-round pick this year, you get a second-round pick in 2024, third-round pick in 2024, and that's kind of what it amounts to, right? Yeah, and in this move, it would have the Bears taking over the 35th pick from the Colts as well. So early in the second round, and that's where uh, Matt Miller has the Bears selecting Zay Flowers from Boston College, the wide receiver, which a lot of people are raving about in all the draft uh, preview stuff and all the the com or all the uh, the East West game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's where you're the Shrine game, game. Yeah. and then all the different stuff that's taking place last week with the Senior Bowl. Uh, then the Bears would also have a selection later in the second round, and he has the Bears in that spot going for defensive end Zach Harrison from Ohio State. So if the Bears were able to address uh, defensive line and wide receiver all within the first and second round, mm-hmm. I think that would be ideal. Right, And then also, you're also collecting more assets for later in the draft as well, which a lot of the heavy work 
heavy lifting as far as putting together a franchise and a roster and depth really comes from those uh, third, fourth, and fifth rounders who you can turn into starters. And, and hopefully a couple of those guys then turn into solid starters for your team. The stars are, are mainly coming from the first and the second round. But if you can get guys who are starters from your fourth and fifth round selections, that would be huge for this team going forward. And also, I'm wondering if that's enough to move up to number one. Wouldn't you, if you're moving up for the number one pick in the draft and you're moving up three spots, don't you want another first round pick in 2024? Couldn't you say, yeah, that's, you're moving up to get your guy at number one. We're giving you the number one pick in the draft. I I would hope that the Ryan Poles would be able to get next year's first round pick. I kind of think that that matters based on how desperate the teams below Indianapolis are to move up. Yeah. Right. Because like your your assessment on the Bears and the Texans making a deal is correct unless the Bears can somehow convince the Texans that the Colts absolutely are going to jump them. Yeah. And then you could get uh, the number two team, the Texans, to move to number one. And then you can kind of play both teams against each other. I think that's also where how much you can get is based on those teams in the top 10. How desperate will they be? Uh, we're talking about Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas, Carolina. Those teams are all in the top 10, and they're all behind two teams that need quarterbacks. Yeah. And that's the Texans and the Colts. So for those four teams that are also in the top 10, uh, too bad, so sad. If you don't jump the Colts or the Texans, you're not getting one of the top two quarterbacks. That's just what it is. So whether or not it's at seven with the Raiders... Uh, nine with the Panthers, or even the two teams that you mentioned to start this conversation, Seattle and Detroit, we don't quite know if they're sold on their current quarterbacks or if they're uh, just going to continue to take the best player available Mm -hmm. and try and build out uh, Detroit with a stacked roster of young players that they have. And then the surprise season that Seattle had, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I think that's the dynamic at play, right? Is that there are two teams that need quarterbacks at the top. Yeah. And then there are four teams, you know, two for sure, but maybe four also in the top 10 that may want to move all the way up to one or move to two or get into that spot to then select between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I can count, let's see, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Colts, the Lions, the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Those are seven out of 10 teams that I can make the case. Are they have questions surrounding their quarterback? Because yeah, the Lions might love Jared Goff. They might think he's great and can run yeah. the system. But is he your long term answer? Because if your plan, like you have to look at this a few years in advance, right? How long is Jared Goff the answer for? Because if you believe he's the answer, your team, you think your team is going to make the playoffs with Jared Goff. Well, if you don't and he's not the guy, you're going to be a team with one of those middle to low picks, right? Or middle to high picks, right? So are you going to want? to wait until next year's draft to try to get a quarterback, the year after to try to get a quarterback when Jared Goff's done, when you decide that he's not enough? Or do you try to get one now and say, hey, sit for a year behind, like get Will Levis, sit behind for a year and learn the position. And then when we realize that Jared Goff's not going to win you anything because they should, um, that's when you make the switch and you already have your quarterback this year. Paul in Elmwood Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What do you think, Paul? 
Hey, so Black, um, I just want to specifically kind of direct this at you because I called in in the past uh, towards the end of the season, and I remember you're so stuck on this whole week to week. We 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 gotta win. We gotta win. I want to win. Mm-hmm. I want to win. Yeah. And so now we're in a situation where, um, you know, we might get a boatload of picks from Indianapolis and still be able to draft the guy we want anyway in Jalen Carter. So my question to you, Black, is yeah. now. Yeah. Now that you're out of that mindset of that whole week-to-week mentality and you could kind of take a step back and breathe and you're looking at it, what would you have rather had? The the potential that we have now to trade and get all these picks from Indy? Or would you have rather, I don't know, beat the Packers and gotten a pointless win and been stuck at, I don't know, pick three, pick four? Yeah, I mean, my my whole thought, Paul, was it wasn't just one game. I think if they could have won four more games, which they were close in doing so. I think that that would have been more beneficial. Uh, Yes, for draft conversation, the fact that they have the number one pick now is beneficial to move back and get more assets. I would have preferred to see a little bit more development, a little bit more success on the field. That's just my preference. So taking a step back and having a deep breath and entering the offseason, I still stand by the idea that you can learn something from winning. And And, and blowing those games late – I don't think was beneficial. I get that now heading into the draft, you get more assets. I would have preferred to see my quarterback win some games at the end in the contest that they were close last season. Well, so, you know, when you take a look at history, um, especially recent history, I mean, you know, winning did Trubisky a lot of good, right? That 12 and four season really, really taught him how to, how to keep on winning after that, huh? No, but Paul, well, they won because of a defense. It's, it's the team and it's the talent, no, exactly. But, and it's, this isn't just draft talk. Paul, this is talk for the future. Paul, Guys, no, no, we're no. amping the Paul, team up. But Paul, Paul, but when, when those teams with Trubisky, going into those drafts, how many holes did they have to fill? How many needs did they have on defense? They had none because that defense was one of the best. It was the best in the NFL. So I would tell you... For Chris, not speaking for Chris, but speaking for Adam Abdallah here, that uh, if you win four to five more games, it also means you have less holes to fill on this team because your offensive line is playing really well. And maybe that's a unit you can keep together and maybe only add one offensive lineman to. Maybe your defensive line is playing better, so you don't need an entirely new defensive line. Maybe no. Chase Claypool. Well, it is. If you are if you have four or five well, more no, wins. No, that's a smokescreen, Abdallah. No, it you means that, you're, it means that your team is better. There's still the same guys out but there. But it means that your team is better. Players are better than the ones like if Valus Jones didn't muff a couple punts and he was like a legit wide receiver, they would have won a few more games and they could have been like, oh, well, now we don't need three wide receivers. We only need one wide receiver this year. Like it's a trickle down system where if 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 you have a team that's won four to five more games, it means that their talent is that much better. You know, I don't know. I just take a look at it through history. And, like, I remember uh, with the 06 Bears, um, Nate Vasher had, like, eight interceptions. When you go back and look at that, it's all due to defensive line pressure. These guys are getting pressure on the quarterback. Ball's coming out sloppy. And Nate Vasher's just kind of there. Does that mean he's a great corner because he got eight interceptions? No, he proved out over time exactly what he is. And that's what you would have gotten here, too. These guys are what they are. Like, it, just because you would have gotten lucky, per se, and, and maybe pulled off a win at the end of a game or something, it doesn't change the talent and, and, the, um, and, and the skill that these guys have. I mean, we need an overhaul, period. The problem with the Trubisky teams is they, they thought they had no holes because they went 12-4. and four. 
However, they misjudged this team. They overrated it, and I don't want to oh, do that. They, I'm they so knew, glad they knew we're their the quarterback couldn't play. That, yeah, they overrated the one position. You know, they, they knew. Well, they knew. I'd say they overrated a couple positions, but signing Tariq Cohen, like they thought they had more well, yeah, him I mean, than they did. They, they, they made a terrible. ton of bad moves. We, I mean, we could go through it and pick it apart, but, you know. So course, I just want to, I just to remind you, though, Black, that, you know, I've been saying this is, for me, this is paradise. This is exactly where I wanted the Bears to be. Listen, and, Paul, I mean, if, if that's what you want, if you like losing, that's, that's no, for you, then, I, this, then that's enjoy what it, I by wanted all means. But this I'm, year. No, I'm that's telling just you what I wanted that I didn't change year. my opinion because I still think there could have been value in winning some football games last year. No, I get that. I'm kind of with the moment, like, like next it, year, the, the patience is gone. Like next year, we need to, we need to go, and we need to sit there and win these close games. Oh, it's not only go. you got to make the playoffs. And no, the but year this year after, they showed you, you early on when they Super started Bowl. losing close games. When they started losing these close games, like against Minnesota in Week Five, against Washington in Week Six, you saw that they sat there and, and you know they tried to keep pace with the Cowboys, and at least we made them put up forty points to beat us. You saw there was hope and flashes, but you saw this team giving it up early, and you knew this wasn't going to go anywhere. What's the point of sitting here having I don't know six wins right now? Like that, that just seems dumb to me. Okay, then it's done. All right, well, hey, hey, thank you guys for taking my call. Appreciate your time as always. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you'll be hearing from me again. Cool. Thanks, Paul. Thanks All for right, the phone thank call. thank you guys. Yes, absolutely. Right. Development of your young quarterback. It's dumb. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. The last time we were on Friday night, we were here talking to you. We had a a great show of uh, wild calls for uh, Friday night calls. All calls welcome. Uh, If you missed it, uh, Mitchell and Nick going head-to-head on uh, back and forth on the show live was fantastic. (laughs) It was really good. Um, We also talked on Friday night about Kyrie Irving and his trade demand, not wanting to play for Brooklyn anymore. Well, the trade has gone official. Uh, Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. He will join Luka Doncic in the backcourt as the Mavs try and win a championship for Mark Cuban in the Mavs. Uh, Brooklyn is landing Markeith Morris, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and a 2029 first-round pick in the deal for Kyrie Irving. So the conversation we had on Friday night, Adam, was kind of about how the Bulls are stuck. They're in a weird situation as we head towards the trade deadline this week, and that they're in a situation where even if uh, you wanted to go after Kyrie Irving, you don't really have the assets mm-hmm. to get it done. Now, Mark Spears from ESPN did mention over the weekend that uh, the Bulls were a team uh, kind of interested in talking about maybe uh, going after Kyrie and, and whether or not that work. It didn't happen, he's saying to Dallas. Uh, I'll tell you this, as we head to, towards the trade deadline this week and uh, we look at a situation in the league, Because Kyrie is heading to Dallas, the focus will now go to the Lakers, who are struggling, who need to try and win now, and the Chicago Bulls. Two teams are basically stuck. So I would imagine that the rumors about both of these teams will go wild over the next couple of days before we get to the trade deadline because 
the Lakers are in win-now mode with LeBron James, who doesn't want to miss the playoffs, obviously, but also he told the ESPN today that he thinks they could still win a championship. And then the Bulls are in a situation where, yeah, they played well on Saturday night against Portland, and they won that basketball game. And uh, they they host uh, San Antonio tonight at 7 o'clock at the UC. But really, there is no direction for this team. It's a group that headed into the season with uh, the front office telling us about continuity and just getting these guys back together. And once they do that, they will be able to compete. They've been together, and they've been sub-500 for the majority of this season. Both teams are stuck. I would imagine the focus will now go to the Lakers and the Bulls until the trade deadline passes. And the problem is, for me at least, as a fan of this team that doesn't think that no matter if you add a point guard or whatever you do, that this team's just not good enough to do anything this year, that all the rumors you've seen, like if you whoever you follow that has rumors about the Bulls, have basically been saying the same thing. They're looking to add a point guard. They'll listen to rumors for Caruso, but nothing has been there, so they're probably going to stay stick with them, right? And to me, that's not the way that I think this team should go going forward. Now, that's me. I didn't think this was going to be a playoff team. I think I didn't think that they. I think they would struggle to make the play in because making the play in is not technically making the playoff because you still get popped into the uh, into the lottery if you lose. And that's not good enough. Being the sixth seed, the fifth seed, whatever, even if you make it, make a run and, and make the playoffs or make it into the play-in as one of those top seeds, right? That's not enough for me because I want this team to be a contender. I want this team to be, I'm sick of being in the middle. And so I don't think that they're just one player away, a point guard away because Lonzo's out. And if you looked at what the offers were for Kyrie, the Lakers' offer was essentially what the offer was going to be for Zach Levine. The 27th and 29th first-round pick, unprotected, and then some players to make the money work, right? Yeah. And so if that's the offer that the the Nets declined, then maybe they make that offer for Zach Levine, and it's completely up to AK and Eversley to decide that if that's the direction they want to go. Because if they decide to move along, to move off of Zach Levine, they're blowing it up. Like, there's no moving away from Zach and trying to... I don't think there is. Well, I I disagree with that idea last week. I said to you, if you remove Zach Levine from this team, I don't think they really uh, change record-wise. But what are you adding? I think 25 and 27 around 500 is the same team you are with or without Zach. But adding Westbrook doesn't make you a contender then. Well, no. And and yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that that move from the Bulls vantage point would make them a contender now that move would be done with the idea that you could land two first round picks from the lakers but those first round picks from the lakers are not hitting until 27 29 i mean so much can change obviously if you're a front office executive there's no guarantee that you're here uh, six years but from now. But can you use those? Doesn't a GM look at those picks and say, I can assets. use those and then yeah. flip them? No, abs- absolutely. And I, I think that's where uh, the idea of moving Zach would not be an idea of blowing it up necessarily. It would be using an asset to hopefully uh, get something else to get you closer to winning. Mm-hmm. Because like, the, the, here's how it's going to work. We know how it works in the NBA. One disgruntled superstar forces his way before the trade deadline Guess what? There's going to be another one. Mm-hmm. And probably from the team that he just forced himself from, Kyrie and the Nets. So the net, all eyes will go back to Kevin Durant. Is Kevin Durant going to be 
uh, okay and happy playing in Brooklyn with the Nets, a team that he assembled to win championships, and all of his guys that he brought in have left. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and now it's just Durant by himself. Now, I'm not suggesting that Durant is the end-all, be-all, but if he wants out, the Bulls have to try to land him. They have to. And the, the reason being is hopefully that could then jumpstart the organization to be in a spot where other stars want to link up and play with Durant to try and win here. Can Durant be, uh, can you get Durant and to add him to this group to then all of a sudden win with Durant, Vooch, and Lonzo Ball? Probably not, mm-hmm. right? But if you could land Durant, spin off a couple other pieces, and then search for that second star somewhere. And and hopefully, you know, maybe you keep DeMar DeRozan in the in the mix. Then then maybe you're starting with something. It's all pie in the sky. But I, I think at the moment, this team is just stuck squarely where they're at. And and it's not going to get better. And unfortunately, the fact that you don't have full control over your first round draft pick in this upcoming draft, top four protected, you're really in a tough spot. Right? Well, because like you need a miracle, a slash act of God to land a top four pick, if not the top pick this season, to, to then land Victor Wimbayamba. But outside of that, the pick is going to Orlando. Yeah. So you're stuck in a spot where you have to win because you've backed yourself into a corner, but then the group that you have, you know they can't win, and they can't get to that elite level. And that's where it, it's, as a Bulls fan, it's tough to watch, but every so often you know that these dates are going to come up. Another one will be Thursday at 2 p.m., the trade deadline. That's a time when teams who are desperate make moves, and I think the Lakers will be a team that's desperate. Another team that could be desperate would be Phoenix. I I think a part of the, a piece of the news that has kind of missed everyone in the last couple of days since Kyrie was traded to Dallas was that Phoenix was willing to give up Chris Paul for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. They're like, that was reported. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it start with moving off of Zach, getting those 27th and 29th picks in 2027, 2029, and using that to then say, hey, Nets. You turn this down before, but here's this plus a couple other things. You get Durant, then you can spin something else off and try to get someone from Phoenix. Because to me, like this still is, Chicago still isn't a destination. Like Levine, DeRozan, Vooch still hasn't made Chicago a destination where people want to come play. DeRozan came here because the Lakers didn't want to pay him enough. Right. Same with Ace. Same with Caruso. Caruso came here because the Lakers didn't want to pay him enough. That's why they're both here. So. Get me, find a reason for people to want to come here. That's Durant. Because Durant is still one of the best players in the NBA when he's healthy. Absolutely. We go to Ray in Lincolnwood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ray? Yeah. You want to get 35-year-old Kevin Durant, who's been injured the last two years. You want to get, what are you going to trade to the Nets for Kevin Durant? What's they going on in the background the there, Ray? Ray, yeah. Ray, what are you Ray, doing? They what, what's the going on? Players there? that are going to play with Durant in, in Brooklyn. Ray, Ray, what are you doing right what's now? What's going on in the background? Oop. Oop. All right. You want to get? You want to trade for Durant? Because I don't want to trade for Durant. He's old. He's old. I also, to his question, I think we addressed it before we went to him. We said that the reason you go after Durant is to get your team on the landscape to be a place where other guys would want to link up. 
He's a, it's it's not ideal to get him at this age, but is, he's still, is he still an top, elite player. Is he still top 10 in the NBA? Yes, okay. absolutely. Andrew him. and Bartlett, you're and on ESPN and 1000. What's up, Andrew? How's it going, fellas? What's good, up? Good, What's uh, up, man? Good evening. How much are you guys? Uh, just question for you guys. Did you guys see the uh, – uh, it wasn't for Caruso. That's just made up on my mind. But did you guys see the uh, Bulls for Bones Highland trade proposal? I didn't. Was it uh, – what's going there? Um, I'm not, not too sure. I just saw, you know, Bowen Thailand, backup point guard for the Nuggets. Yeah, he's been in a lot of rumors this uh, mm-hmm. last couple he weeks. Yeah, and, you know, he's he's a good point guard from uh, VCU, actually. He's in his second year. And uh, I think if we could trade Caruso for him and maybe maybe DeMar as well, maybe we can get the Braun kid from Kansas, maybe a few picks or uh, whoever young guys they have to offer. Listen, I, with the balls, it's just I, I think – I saw some rumors today with, you know, maybe they're trading for uh, Terry Rozier. Maybe uh, I saw Highland, which I like because Highland's a young guard who, you know, we can build around. You know, some of these other guys that I saw, it, it, you know, it's just rumors. I saw them like Bleacher Report and whatnot. But yeah, I, aggregated the the, stuff. The Bulls are in the position where, you know, they need to they need to either be buying for young players or selling off, you know, obviously. as It's just beating the broken uh, horse at this point. But, you know, like DeMar and uh, Gooch, you know. I mean, listen, I want them to be good, but we're in the position, and I know you guys, I hopefully, I think you agree, we need to, you know, we need to just be looking for the future. And I think Bowen Thailand, players like that, I think we need to buy low for, you know, young players who are on teams that, you know, maybe could be getting a, a better second chance with us. And, uh, you know, just trying to sell off some of these pieces because, you know, I mean, I think it'd be foolish to find Gooch. If we do, I mean, that's just kind of foolish in my opinion but if we do same with tomorrow i just think we're kind of stuck as you guys said you know like five minutes ago we need to be selling for young players and hopefully not trading players like ao and uh pat williams i'll hang up and i'll see what you guys have to say thanks for the call andrew appreciate it we're talking bulls with you at 312-332-3776 we have a great song of the night also coming up next you're listening to black and abdallah espn chicago Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Each night at around 6.50, Black and Abdallah, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we're going to disturb, stupefy from 2000. It's your Song of the Night with Black and Abdallah. Yeah, bringing you another disturbing creation from the mind of one sick animal who can't tell the difference. It gets stupefied. I've been waiting my whole life for just one. And all I needed was just one. Oh, can you say that you don't give up? I'm myself stupefying. I'm in back again. That's the answer. Yeah. Just one. One time you're not talking a cent. And when I feel like. Do you like the in 
Why are we listening to Stupefy by Disturbed from 23 years ago, which makes me feel extremely old because this was one of the uh, first shows I went to as a youth. Well, this is exciting tonight because we have a pair of Disturbed tickets to give away. That's right. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Caller 10 wins a pair of tickets to see Disturbed with special guests. Breaking Benjamin and Ginger Wednesday, August 30th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in Tinley Park. Tickets are on sale at Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Call or 10 at 312-332-3776. You win a pair of tickets right now to see Disturbed. And they put on a great show. I've seen the boys a few times. The first time I saw them was they opened Twisted 7 at the United Center, an old Q101 show. What year was that? This was uh, 2000. The year was 2000, December 9th. It was so disturbed. What were you? you were a freshman? We were a freshman that year? Uh, sophomores, sophomores, I believe. Yeah. All right. So, Disturbed opened. Your, so, your mom had to drive you to the concert? My friend's dad. And my friend Andrew's <laughs> dad took us. Uh, Everlast was there. Orgy, Cypress Hill, Incubus, Papa Roach, Live, The Offspring, and Deftones. I believe The Offspring headlined that night. That's and amazing. It was, and Disturbed were on first. And then Dave, the lead singer, was walking around the United Center, and I saw him, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? Bro! How's it going? And he was cool. He was cool as hell. I talked to him for like five, ten minutes. The dude really? was awesome. He was so nice. They're from here. They're from Chicago. Super nice guy. That's awesome. I've heard otherwise from some people, but in my dealings with him, very nice guy. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. That's a great story. Yes. Caller 10 go at 312-332-3776. You'll win a pair of tickets to see Disturbed. With special guests Breaking Benjamin and Ginger, Wednesday, August 30th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, Tinley Park. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. LiveNation.com. Stupefy. Disturbed. It's your song of the night from 2000. Go oh, way back. God. <laughs> Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll be back in two minutes. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 